John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. The John Kiltica. Totally the John Kiltica. Man, if it's Ed and John, it must be the High Game. Oh, it is. The High Game Podcast, Ed. I sent you a link to the Galaxy Brain meme. Did that help? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My meme head isn't just filled with hang in there, baby, with the little kitten hanging off the branch. From a poster from the 70s. Right. I vastly improved my meme knowledge. I'm not sure if 70s posters count as memes, but maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. Cool. Where are you? I am in the basement in West Seattle, but I've been outside already. And it is clear, and it is blue, and it is sunny, and it's beautiful. It is really nice out. I might walk up to the farmer's market thing. I went to do it last week and it was closed. Oh. I need to go earlier because they start closing it down at like 2.30 or 3. We talked about you going and I expressed concern for your general well-being. Right. Have you had your second shot yet? I have not. I am 10 days out. Today's April 18th, 2021. Put a timestamp on this one. Nice. The 28th is my follow-up. One down. Guess what, Ed? Tell me. I had my second shot this week. Man, it's so exciting. You know what I've been doing? What? Mapping out the next six months of movie releases. Oh. And all the movies I'm going to see in the theater. And I'm fucking stoked. Now that it's been like a year, I miss it. Going to the theater and buying some popcorn. And being that guy who sits through the movie eight times? I don't do that. Oh. It occurred to me the other day, Raiders of the Lost Ark 
when it came out, I was like 13. And the theaters just didn't get movies like they do nowadays, like big new releases. So Raiders played at this theater all summer. And I probably saw that movie 20 times in the theater. I just walked to the movie theater by myself all summer long. It's time to come together. It's up to you. What's your pleasure? Beverages. Beverages, Ed. I I don't remember who that is. Celebration? Yeah, totally. Who was that? You might remember Cool and the Gang. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I might. Cool, so we're going like full 70s. That song came out in 1980. Ass end of the disco era? When I looked it up on Wikipedia, they put the genre as post-disco. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know there was a post-disco. Yeah, I didn't either. I don't know. Your rendition had a little more uh, soulfulness. <laughs> I don't know much about Cool and the Gang. I'll be honest. The guy who played the well-known guitar part was a dude named Claytus Charles Smith. Claytus? Yeah, C-L-A-Y-D-E-S. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. 1948 to 2006. That would have been 58? 58, right? Yeah. Man, Mr. Smith. Claytus. Such a bummer. He is interred at Fairview Cemetery in Westfield, New Jersey. My hometown. Jersey guy. Whitney Houston was also interred at that cemetery. Wow. Some real bangers up in that place. Yeah, a little bit. Claytus. That is not a name you see a lot. It's an awesome name. I bet that name has not been in the top 100 names in the U.S. in ever. That's my guess. Yeah, you're probably right. You do a search for just Claytus. You get this dude, Claytus Smith. That is it. The full page of Google results are nothing but this guy. The second page is nothing but this guy. Oh, my God. He had a lock on that name. He was one of the founding members of Cool in the Gang, and his background was as a jazz cat. Hell, yeah. And that really makes sense, because those chords for a post-disco song... That's pretty jazzy. What were those chords? Major seven, minor seven, minor seven, major, minor seven, major, and then you're back to the hook. Hell yeah. Claytus was not messing around when he wrote that song. Hell no. You know what I got, John? Oh, you probably have a beverage. Black coffee in a D&D &D mug. Oh, 
you know what, Ed? Hmm. Monica has people that sometimes send her bags of stuff when they clean out their drawers because they know that she will use it in artwork. Mm -hmm. There could be buttons or old costume jewelry. Recently, somebody sent her one such bag and she was turning the bag over in her hands looking at it. And we saw all of that kind of thing. There are a couple of dog tags in there, kind of cool looking stuff. And she's like, wow, look at this thing. It's got numbers all over it. I'm like, that is a 10-sided die. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) They've kind of streamlined where you don't roll percentile dice that much, where you would roll two 10-sided die. Because if you roll two 10-sided die, you can get, you know, it's 100. One is the 10s place and one is the 1s place. And you don't do a lot of that anymore in the 5th edition D&D, which is a bummer. The game has evolved. Oh, it's evolved a lot. 1974, D&D was released. I'm never going to forget that. Hell yeah. I have an all-natural Snapple Kiwi Strawberry beverage drink. You're kind of back on that game. Real juicy boy. Gluten-free. Mmm. And there are no artificial sweeteners or flavors in it. That's great. Maybe they're trying to get better at this. I put about half a pound of spinach into the juicer, half a pint of blueberries, and two oranges, and had a lovely blueberry orange spinach banger this morning. Uh, Good for you. (laughs) The spinach in liquid form, that sounds just horrible. If you liquefy spinach, it just makes whatever you put into it green, but you don't really taste it. Two oranges and half a pound of spinach, it's orange juice, but it's green. It sounds crazy, but it's true. I've been doing it for a couple weeks now, and I'm super strong. Fantastic. Cool. Black coffee? I also have coffee, of course. You want to know what this is, Ed? Tell the viewers what it is. This is a Squire classic series Starcaster guitar. Oh, so it's one of the newer ones. This retails for $399. That's perfect. So we can talk directly to those wanting to get into a nice guitar for less dollars. Mm -hmm. This is a good conversation to have related to that Squire offset telly that we did, mine. Yes. My guess is I will like this one more. That's my guess. I do. Yeah. This one plays nicer than the offset. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Our good friends at Thunder Road Guitars, do they have a vintage Starcaster right now? They do not. Okay. So how does this come about, Ed? I want you to tell me all about it. At the heart of it, this is a semi-hollow body, two-pickup guitar. It lives in the same family as Gibson's ES-335. Laminated arch top and the F-holes, the whole nine yards that way. Where it differs, the neck is bolt-on and the body is offset. Do you know the differences between the Squire and the 70s version? Yeah. Okay. This is how it started. In 76 or so, they introduced the Starcaster because they, in fact, wanted to compete with the ES-335. Fender was stinking the joint up and they were throwing shit against the wall. I guess this is a thing they wanted to try. So they got our man Gene Fields 
uh, who is a designer at Fender. Whoops. Oh, no. Yeah. 1929 to 2014, Gene Fields. He's an oldie guy. 85. It's a strong run for my guy. He was designing for Fender for, oh, I don't know, 25 years or so. He designed the Mustang bass. That's a banger. Yeah. He eventually would leave Fender to go do pedal steel guitars and open his own factory. Did you dig into his Marauder design at all? Yes. The Marauder was never introduced into production. Yeah. This is another in that continuum of hollow body offset guitars that includes, prior to the Marauder, the Coronado, designed by our man Roger Rossmeisel. That was a very similar impulse. Let's compete with Gibson and see what we can do. Not into them. The Coronados were discontinued in 1972. 76 this thing came out? Yes. It's got the Starcaster name. What's released in 77? You tell me. Star Wars. <sighs> it seems like there's some terrible marketing mistake if they didn't try and glom on to those coattails and get like young Ed Peterson to buy a guitar. Because they didn't try to get me to buy a guitar. I didn't buy a guitar until 10 years later. What were they thinking? <laughs> not. They were not thinking. The biggest movie of ever? <sighs> Come on, guys. You get that Starcaster guitar and you put a fucking Darth Vader head on it? Ugh. Instant gold. That's what I'm saying. If you play the wrong chord, all of a sudden you're levitating by your neck. <laughs> Star Wars reference. Pretty cool, huh? I get it. Yeah, he uh, chokes people. That's a Darth Vader thing. Yeah, that's what he does. Okay. So they introduced this thing in 76. You've got two volumes, two tones, and a pickup selector, as you do in the one I'm holding. But there was a fifth knob that was a volume control. Like a master? Yeah. Helpful. Totally. Yep. <laughs> the pickups that were in it were wide-range humbuckers, made by our man Lubby, Seth Lover. Oh my gosh, R.I.P. Interred in Jersey, probably? Uh, probably. So this thing was like a real deal, you know, quality. And didn't it have the like big block inlays, like binding and stuff? It's got binding top and bottom and around the F-holes. Okay. This one does anyway. I don't know what they did on the necks in the 70s. This one is just a plain neck with dots. And it has the swoop on the bottom, I guess you'd call it, with an accent stripe that is the same color as the body. The example I'm playing is walnut color, which is kind of cool. The built guys kind of did an homage to the headstock. They're way into everything Gene Fields designed. Yeah, that headstock is maybe second to big 70s headstock from Fender. It might even be better. It's pretty cool. And you know, when this thing came out, it was acknowledged to be a well-made, great-sounding guitar. But it was the 70s, and Fender had that stink on them because their quality control was horrible. People were thinking, Fender, aren't they the solid-body people? Why do I want to buy a hollow body from Fender? I can just buy a Gibson. They couldn't overcome it. It's been my argument forever. Me saying I like this Starcaster is one thing. I don't really want a vintage hollow-body Fender. It feels wrong. 
if I had a vintage semi-hollow Starcaster and could put it up against a good-sounding ES-335 and it was competitive, I don't know. I might do it. I don't know. I just feel like it's a weird thing, you know, like stay in your lane. So let me lay it on you. You want to hear this thing? This lovely instrument? I kind of do, yeah. I'm playing both pickups and the tones are in the middle. Hey! <laughs> this Ed is the the bridge. If I put a little, oh, I don't know, big muff on there. Ooh. Yeah, that's got a little growl to it. <laughs> pretty good equally the neck yep it does what a neck is supposed to do let's see if we dirt that up pretty good this thing is set up very well the finish on the neck is tinted so it's got kind of a vintagey look to it okay i appreciate that What I want to say is you're going into the tremolo, but I think that's wrong. I think you're going into the white cap. Is it the white cap? Yes. <laughs> How do you like Ed Peterson's ears these days? <laughs> the Old Blood Noise Endeavors white cap has two sides to it. Both are tremolo, and you can run them in series or parallel and also add patterns to them. You just had one side on. No, I have both sides on. Do you? Let's put some of this on. Is it another Old Blood? This is the Old Blood Noise Endeavors Visitor. Yes. Well, Ed. <laughs> yes, John? By 1980, the Starcaster is discontinued. Just in time for Empire Strikes Back? Just in time for Empire Strikes Back. Come on, guys. Fortunately, just in time for Cool and the Gang to release Celebration. They were probably celebrating the election of Ronald Reagan. Maybe, but our man Cletus Charles Smith? Yeah. If you go and watch the Celebration music video, you might notice our man Cletus playing a Starcaster. I am not surprised by that tie-in. I am not diminishing the choice of song, but you know, the last couple of weeks, man, you boomeranged it around and I just did not see the tie-in coming. This one, I very much saw the tie-in coming. I'm just saying. I can't change history. You can't call every shot. They're not all going to be home runs, John. 
So, it's the squire. They're cranking them out. There's weird verbiage on the back of the headstock here. Designed and backed by Fender. And then there's like made in and crafted in. This is maybe just me, but I kind of thought the guitars with the crafted in were a higher bar than the made in. My understanding is the difference between crafted and made in, especially as it relates to the Japanese stuff, is purely marketing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mission accomplished then, because I totally thought crafted meant a higher bar. I think I would look at a crafted in Japan guitar and go like, oh, that's one of the good ones. But it. Yeah. In 2013, they reintroduce the Starcaster. I am not surprised by that because you are holding one. I am not, Ed. Oh, they reintroduced not a Squire, but an actual Fender Starcaster. Yeah. They also made a Starcaster bass, which is the only offset semi-hollow bass Fender ever made. And John wants one. Maybe, kind of. Tell everyone the sad story about last week's episode. Man, last week, viewers will remember we did the Gretsch double anniversary two-tone smoke green guitar. A killer guitar. A very great guitar. And I related the story to Ed of my fondness for the guitar based on lessons I had taken with a gentleman when I was a young lad. Lenny. Lenny. Lenny Puglisi. Oh. And by the end of the episode, I was smitten with this guitar. Yep. And I thought, when I bring this back to the guys at ThunderRoadGuitars.com, I might have to work out some sort of a trade to see if I can grab this thing. Yep. And so when I went to bring it back, I said, hey, can we work out a trade for me to get this? And I brought some stuff in that he might like to trade for. But no, I waited too long and it had sold. Oh! We were going back and forth on it and just like, oh, do it, do it. Yeah. Well, Ed, yeah. in 2019, just two years ago, okay. the Squire Classic Vibe series adds to its lineup the Starcaster. Okay. And that's what I hold here. They were probably banking on Star Wars The Last Jedi vibes. You know, the final Star Wars movie. They're kind of like bookending. Wait a minute. That's the end of them? In the main Star Wars universe, right? They released Star Wars. It was released first, but it was episode four. Okay. So they made four, five, six, right? And then they made episodes one, two, three, the prequels. Sure. Those are the ones with Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman. And then they released seven, eight, nine. Yeah. The Rise of Skywalker. That's the last one. And it was 2019, coinciding with the re-release of the Starcaster. Probably some very good timing. Is this buy it or deny it? Ooh. <laughs> I just made that up. Did you? That's a keeper. The segment name. The guitar? Meh. Oh, Ed is going to deny it. Denied. Would I just swap over my offset telly for this? Probably I would do that. For me, this is a buy. Ooh. I'm not going to put it on my list. I'm just going to say, yes, this is a buy. You're into it. I feel like John and Ed have a different approach to guitars, just sort of at an episode level. I think I approach them as like, prove it to me. I think I default to no. I think you go into every episode thinking the guitar's amazing and it has to be worse. Like it has to actually prove it's bad. 
I can agree with that. I'm pretty sure that's what I do. You, I think, accentuate the positive of the thing. I'm kind of on the other side, just like, man, that sucks. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think that guitar is okay. Vintage Starcaster or vintage 335. I think I'd take a 335. I'd have to play them. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's all I've got on the Starcaster, Ed. Well, I think you did a great job. Thank you very much. So if anybody wants to leave feedback for us, go to any of the socials and leave the feedback. We'll find it. Almost guaranteed, between John and Ed, we will see your email or your Instagram DM or your review on iTunes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They're just pouring in the iTunes reviews. Last week, there were none. This week, I'm pretty sure there were none. It's trending up. (laughs) We're holding steady. Good work, Ed. Good work, John. Okay, see ya. Bye.